What's up, guys? This is the Twin Take Podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Jackson Hershey, twins from Charlotte, North Carolina. Same face, two opinions. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on episode four of this podcast. Jackson, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Hey, Luke. My week has been great. Um, This week, we had a really fun week. We actually went to the Carolina Panthers preseason opener versus the New York Jets. They definitely beat us up a little bit. I think the final score was like 27-0. to But we did get to see Bryce Young play. He looked really good. So we definitely have some things to work on, but it was a really fun game to go watch. Yeah, it was actually, it was honestly kind of hypocritical um, because all the Panthers fans were like, we're beating the Jets. Everything from Spartanburg was that the Panthers were beating the uh, heck out of the Jets, and they did not. Um, they might have looked good in practice, but they did not look good in that game. Uh, the Jets just ate, us, ate the offensive line up. Their defensive line probably got to the quarterback at least 10 times. Like, it was insanity. Um, yeah, the Panthers went scoreless to it the entire game. What I will say is um, Bryce Young got a little bit um, smashed by the media after that game, but he looked actually pretty good. Um, the offensive line gave him all of like two and a half seconds, and he was putting the ball where he needed to. I think he only had like two incomplete passes. He had some strong. He had he had some strong looks early. So, um, we'll see. Uh, it's only his first game, and I think the Panthers will be a team to look out for. Jackson, do you think the same? Yeah, you know preseason. The teams that end up winning are always really good in regular season, and I think the Jets will be. But you never know. The Panthers could have a turnaround in the regular season. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring. But I think we will have a 180 uh, tomorrow when we play the New York Giants. I completely agree. Um, We're going to hop in just to the next segment, and we're going to dive into some of the biggest news I've heard all week which is um, the Michael Orr blindside whole story. And if you haven't seen this movie, it is one of, honestly, the best movies I've ever seen. It's a great family movie. And just like I said, if you haven't seen it, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what it is. Um, It's about this kid that grew up really on nothing. His mom was an addict of alcohol and drugs, and he was kind of like, I don't know, parenting himself. Um, He was all alone from a parent standpoint and he had to grow up like this and he met this family um the Tuies, and they really changed his life um they got him to a good school they got him a shelter and they got him some food and he really grew and what this family realized was that he could play some football and it took him a little bit to get to the point where he ended up actually getting but after a little bit of coaching he got really good and some high SEC, ACC schools were recruiting him. Everybody wanted this kid. And eventually it came down to really two schools, which were Ole Miss and Tennessee. And the Tuies, like, were all went to Ole Miss. Like, the entire family was Ole Miss fans. They're all alumni. And he actually ended up picking Ole Miss. And he became this really great player. He was great in college, went to the NFL, got drafted in the first round, played for the Carolina Panthers and the Baltimore Ravens. He was actually on that Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl and won all but one game. Um, I don't know that his NFL career was as good as his college career, but anyway, he had this really just impactful story that um, touched a lot of lives. 
but some unraveling news came out this week, and he thinks that the Tuies might be holding some money from him, which is honestly really sad considering how wholeheartedly the story really is. So they made a book about this about the story originally, and they all made profit off of it when it became a movie, and they all made 20% because there's five people in that family. He thinks that they made additional money off the movie, which they are saying they didn't. So he's saying they owe him like $15 million and more. And he also thought that they adopted him when it was really a conservative ship, which um, that could be a misunderstanding. I really don't know the truth, but it is what's being said. So I hope for his sake that they end up figuring this whole thing out because it's it's honestly really sad to see such a whole heart um, story kind of be broken apart and the two sides of this family are like really upset with each other and suing each other but what the Tuies did say was they are willing to break the conservatorship at any time when he is ready um, Jackson did you have any thoughts on this story it was really sad to honestly see a movie that looked like what a crazy story and it just ended so well to now it come out and be like Things aren't as great as it looked in the movie as of now, and I hope that both sides figure it out because it's sad to watch. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily have an opinion. What I do know is that it is a sad story, and I and I hope um, for both sides that they figure out um, the truth and that they do the right thing because um, that's all anybody could ask for. But. Um, we'll be praying for both sides of those at that family, and uh, we hope it gets resolved soon. Um, we're going to dive into just the next part of our segment, which is these rookie quarterbacks started preseason, which is awesome. Um, CJ Stroud, we'll, we'll talk on him first. Jackson, what do you think of his performance with the Texans? You know, um, the Texans to me look like a rebuilding team, and so I thought he just got hit a lot. I think CJ Stroud looked pretty rushed. And so granted it's his first game. I'm not going to like just completely heat on him or anything, but I don't think it was his best showing. And I think he'll play a lot better in his second preseason game. It just looked like he overthrew some balls and he could have made some better passes. And I don't blame it all on him. The line looked like they were just getting beat up. So it wasn't C.J. Stroud's best game in my opinion, but I think he'll be there to turn it around. Yeah, I actually have a little more optimism than people um, would think. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I mean, take a step back. guys. He was the second pick in this NFL draft. There were a lot of questions about him coming out, but I guys, there's there's more to this guy than just um, his first preseason game. There's a lot of stress and pressure that comes with that first game. Um, his offensive line isn't the best in the NFL. His entire, like, there's not one position group for the Houston Texans that are like, oh my goodness, they're so good. Like, there's just not. The Houston Texans are in building mode right now in every single um, position on that team, other than quarterback, I guess, right now. They're trying to figure out if they picked the right guy. He did have an interception, and he was rushed, guys. But I, as he played, he did not have a good game. But I, I do see hope for him. I think he'll be all right in the end. Man, I hope he plays better week two because that was rough. You know, he also played the Patriots defense, which 
everyone knows is a top 10 defense and they're very ruthless in that side of the ball so it could have just been that he was playing a really good defense and he was not prepared for them but then again we'll just have to let it play out but I do think CJ Stroud will turn it around in this next one I actually agree with that and we're gonna head over to the first overall pick which is Bryce Young um, of the Carolina Panthers so like I said earlier, there was a lot of bashing on him after this game. And, there, I mean, there should be bashing on this team. They didn't score a point in their first preseason game. That's pretty bad. Um, you want to hit the end zone or at least a field goal. Like, there wasn't even a field goal. That was – it was rough to watch. It was like it was like this offensive line could not stop this Jets defensive line, which will be interesting to see with the Jets this year is maybe my opinion will be all wrong. This could have changed it watching them in, um, in person. But – uh, the Panthers with Bryce Young, he played well considering he only had two seconds to get that ball out. I think he only had two incompletions, like I had said earlier. So he look even when even when the ball was an incompletion, it was still in the receiver's hands. Like he he's he's way shorter than his offensive line, but he's getting that ball out in time, which is really the most important thing. Uh, I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. I just think his offensive line needs to give him some time. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, for me, when I watch Bryce, I don't really think we got really anything, and that's not his fault. I really just think he went in and out. And so I don't really think we have a real assessment on his first game because the throws he could make, he made. And then the other times, he just really got sacked, and that's the line's fault. So I think we're going to be able to tell a little bit more about Bryce Young in the second game because it's not like C.J. Stroud where he just made some bad passes. Bryce Young didn't throw an interception, so it wasn't like he played bad. And he made the passes he could, but he was just really getting pressured. So I think the line's got to figure themselves out for Bryce Young to be able to make the throws he can make. But I don't really know if we got a real assessment on him, and I'm excited to see the Giants play the Panthers tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game, and I, I like I said we didn't get like Jackson said we didn't get much from Bryce Young like we got a snippet of it. But Frank Wright has been like adv- he's been an advocate for Bryce Young. He's going to be the Week One starter, so I'm excited to see what he goes out with the Giants. Uh, we're gonna head over to Anthony Richardson who has some pretty good news this week. He's going to be the starting quarterback week one for the Indianapolis Colts. That's That scares me a little bit just because um, he reminds me of Cam Newton in a good way, but without any mechanics um, close to Cam Newton. So like he, his decision-making isn't always there. Like He can do unbelievable backflips and throw the ball crazy amount and he's just a super athlete but sometimes you can't trust him to like make the right throw yeah and you saw it in the game he looked crazy athletic and he made some really good throws although he made some really dumb passes and you were thinking why would you throw that but then again some of the times he's going to be able to make those throws and I think he knows that so I think part of getting into the NFL is figuring out what are the right passes to make, and he's probably still figuring that out. But he was also named week one starter, so they obviously have a lot of trust in him down in Indianapolis, and it'll be 
interesting to see what happens in their next game. I think Anthony Richardson will turn it around, though, and I have optimism for um, his skill sets. Yeah, you say a lot of trust. The other quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew, which he's played well in this league. I just don't know. Like, it's Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew has experience. Um, but I don't I don't know if it's tons of trust or if it's that's just the best player right now. What would be really interesting, and I don't think it's going to happen because they have Gardner Minshew, but just imagine they signed Cam Newton as the backup quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, to help like mold, to help mold Anthony Richardson. Like, can you even imagine that? I think that would be a terrible idea for one main main reason. I don't think Cam Newton made a lot of wise decisions throwing the ball, and so I think that would kind of be te- teaching Anthony Richardson the same thing. Although Cam Newton is a crazy athlete, a lot like Anthony Richardson, but I don't know if that would be a very smart move. But it would be a fun move to see and happen. And I don't know, 2015 MVP, like, dude, if you have Cam Newton in his prime, like, I mean, he still knows what he did. He could still teach Anthony Richardson really well. I mean, he's a lot older now, but he he could, st- I mean, he could be a good coach. Like, I don't see Cam Newton as a quarterback coach, but it would be kind of funny for him to, like, teach Anthony Richardson. It would almost, it almost, like, wouldn't seem right, but it would be kind of crazy. It would just kind of be interesting because their skill sets line up, but I don't know if Cam would be willing to do it. So it would be very fun to see play out, but they also got Gardner down there, and Gardner is a very good quarterback also. So it's very interesting, but I think the Colts have faith in that number overall pick, or that number four overall pick in Anthony Richardson, and I think he's going to be shedding some light on that Colts team. So my question is, out of the quarterbacks we haven't talked about, who is your surprise guy that you think is going to make an impact in the NFL at some point in their career? Out of anyone? Out of No, out of any quarterback that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, it's like a rookie? Yes. Oh, um, I think I'm looking at Stenson Bennett right now. He played really well as a Ram, and I see that he's older than a lot of the guys I think he's just going to start off playing a little bit like wiser as an NFL quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Stadford gets hurt sometime this season and Stenson Bennett is, comes in as a two and completely lights it up, kind of like the um, Kurt Warner story. I think it would be very interesting to see that play out, but it would not shock me whatsoever if that happened. That's interesting. Uh, I, I actually like that a lot. I didn't even think of him. I like Hendon Hooker out of the Detroit Lions, and it's just because he took that Tennessee team to such an unbelievable amount of success that no one saw coming. And, I mean, I think he could do it with Detroit. Um, they're obviously fine right now with Jared Goff, but at a point, Jared Goff's going to retire. And Hendon Hooker could be the guy to step in um, or even when he's injured, he could be the guy to step in and say, hey, I got this team. I can carry him. I've done it before. Maybe not that NFL level, but at that collegiate level. Uh, I like Hendon Hooker a lot. He's actually a lot older than people think he is, but I think he could step in that role, and that will be really interesting. 
The only thing with Hendon Hooker is that he's coming off an injury, so we'll just have to see how he comes off that. But you also have Teddy Bridgewater down there, and so it'll be interesting who gets the two and who gets the three on that quarterback death list. That's really true. That's actually that's actually a great point. Teddy Bridgewater is another good quarterback um, that could fill that two spot. So whether he sits on IR all year with that ACL or he gets he gets a little playing time will be yet um, to be known. But that that is something to be looking for. We're going to actually hop into our last segment of this podcast and. We're going to pick something up from last week, which is our own draft. But for this week's draft, we're going to draft guys that are currently playing in the NFL. And there's going to be a list of 10 guys. We both get to pick five. And it's who we think will make the Pro Football Hall of Fame that is still playing in the NFL currently. So, Jackson, I will start off with you with the first overall pick. And you have to say um, who you're picking and why. Awesome, Luke. I am going to start off with Patrick Mahomes. I think this is an easy one. He has already won two Super Bowls. He has been an MVP in the league. Uh, Madden cover, I don't know if that does anything. 99 club, multiple Pro Bowls. So I think Patrick Mahomes is an easy decision here. He's basically a lock, and it'll be really cool to see him enshrined one day. Yeah, that was kind of a given. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a great player. I'm going to go with the next guy, and that is the defensive end out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going T.J. Watt. Um, I mean, this dude is unbelievable. He's breaking records that haven't been broken in so many years. So I'm going to take T.J. Watt, one of the best players to ever play that position. The Steelers guy, T.J. Watt. Great. I am going to take Calais Campbell six-time pro bowler um just an absolute stud walter payton manning year award does not go unnoticed and he's just been a crazy defensive tackle for over 15 seasons and it's really just crazy to see him go out and compete every year he's definitely earned enough to get into that hall of fame and i think that'll be an easy one first ballot hall of famer for sure Alright, we're going to take a guy that actually almost retired, and his name is Aaron Donald. Don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he is a beast. Um, and it's actually kind of funny that he's still playing, considering that he almost retired. I think he's going to be um, still one of those top five guys for many years to come. Um, Aaron Donald makes my list. I'm going to go with a wide receiver, and it's a guy that changed teams last season. His name is Devonta Adams. He went from being probably the top wide receiver, questionable, with Aaron Rodgers to moving to a Las Vegas team where they had a little bit of trouble but still, in my opinion, the top receiver there and is still producing crazy amount of yards every week. I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. He's also a six-time Pro Bowler and has just earned it. I think there's probably three receivers active that are locks, and he is absolutely one of them. All right, you already said the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. I cannot wait to see um, all he does in the future. Actually, one of the coolest guys in the entire NFL. I'm going Travis Kelsey. 
funny enough, you said Kelsey because I'm going to go with the other Kelsey brother, and that is Jason Kelsey. He is a six-time Pro Bowler. He's in his 30s now, just went to the Super Bowl and lost to his brother. I think he's going to be back at it, and don't be shocked to see him back in the Super Bowl with those Philadelphia Eagles. I am That is definitely a team that I am will not be shocked to see back there, and I think he's going to be one of those leaders. He's also been a captain for a very long time. And he's just a really good player. So I love Jason Kelsey, and I will see him there one day in Canton, Ohio. I like Trent Williams, um, one of the best offensive tackles to ever play the game of football. He's just an absolute beast for the 49ers. It'll be interesting to see when he retires, um, but he doesn't really need to anytime soon because he's just so dominant. I like Trent Williams with this pick. Awesome. I am going to go with Cameron Jordan. This guy's been eight Pro Bowls, 115.5 sacks in his entire career. He's been in the league since 2011. This guy is an absolute just crazy athlete. Um, He's on the Carolina Panthers arch rival team, the New Orleans Saints. So that I don't love because we see him two times a year, although it is a very fun matchup, and he always creates a lot of energy for that defense as a captain. So that is another guy I'll be putting in our Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right, so the last pick of this draft is going to be a quarterback, and the question is do I want to be Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, which is tough, but I'm going to go with – Aaron Rodgers, just because he's been an NFL MVP um, two of the last five years, he's an unbelievable quarterback. It's honestly kind of, his his story is almost um, kind of crazy. Like what he does in his off season, it almost doesn't sound real, but he just does it every year. He's always in that NFC Championship. It feels like um, even when he has a bad year, he's still in the Pro Bowl. Like the Packers were not a good or really a great football team last year. But they're like, but he's still getting all the recognition in the world. I mean, like for the Detroit Lions to go beat the Packers, um, the last game of the season was like the biggest deal in the world. And so, even though the Packers weren't all that good, I think Aaron Rodgers has had such an amazing career in this NFL. He will be enshrined, no doubt, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Jackson, who are who are on your honorable mention? And I know it was really tough to pick ten. Um, but if you had to pick one or two or three guys, who would you do? Okay, so my I have three guys I'm looking at, and it's Zach Martin, offensive guard, Dallas Cowboys. Um, he would have absolutely been my next pick, probably best guard in recent history, eight Pro Bowls and six all-time All-Pros, and plays with the Cowboys. How could you not like him? I go to Von Miller, who – beat us in that Super Bowl in 2015. He also played for that Rams team that beat the Bengals. So that guy's won two Super Bowls. So he's put up 123 career sacks. I mean, that's just crazy itself. And then my last guy I was thinking about was Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's probably the best cornerback I've ever seen in my entire life. He has been to six Pro Bowls and won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Now on those Miami Dolphins. Is hurt till December, but can't wait to see him in a new location and a new team. And those are probably my three guys. They're all locks. They're going to be there one day. It's just 
tough to see him out for this long because of his injury, but can't wait to see him back on the field. Luke, how about you? What you thinking? Like Jackson said, everybody in here is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, whether they're in our honorable mentions or on our list. They're both going to be so good. Um, we're going to start off with a guy that barely missed, like I said, was Russell Wilson, and he was one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Justin Tucker, the kicker from the Baltimore Ravens, um, probably the best kicker in NFL history, if not one of the top two. Uh, he's so good. He made an inc- he made some crazy field goals last year. I don't know how he does it, but he's so good, and I cannot wait to see what he does in this upcoming season. And my last guy's an older dude, but he's still pretty dominant, and that's another cornerback of the name, Stephon Gilmore. He's actually played for more teams than you would think. He played for the Bills, he played for the Patriots, Panthers, Colts, and now on the Dallas Cowboys. Even at his age, he's still making a crazy impact on this league. One of those guys, when you look at the Madden ratings every year, he was one of the only guys to make that top club of um, the 99%. Uh, percent. And he was one of the few guys to ever do it. Stephon Gilmore is an absolute beast. And so he will make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing all these guys. And the awesome part is their NFL careers are not done. So we still get to see them in action before all this. It is really cool to know that all these guys are going to be locks and we'll see them there one day. But it's also cool to see guys that are up and coming and you're thinking they'll probably get there. The whole thing is just really cool to us and we find it really interesting. And we talk all about who we think is going to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guys, we have 21 days till the first NFL game. Me and Jackson are completely hyped. Um, The NFL is so cool because it's one of those leagues every year where any team can make a run in the NBA. You can't do that. In college football and basketball, you really can't do that. The NFL, all 32 teams have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. It's so fun, and I cannot wait to see what happens. 21 days, we're counting down. Thank you guys so much for hopping on the Twins Take Podcast. If you have any questions or ideas for us to discuss, please email the Twins Take Podcast at gmail.com. We love all you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Peace.